0: But I know somehow that only when it is dark enough can you see the stars. And I see God working in this period of the 20th century in a way that men in some strange way are responding. Something is happening in our world. The masses of people are rising up. Wherever they are assembled today, whether they are in Johannesburg, South Africa, Nairobi, Kenya, Accra, Ghana, New York City, Atlanta, Georgia, Jackson, Mississippi, or Memphis, Tennessee, the cry is always the same, we want to be free. mountain of racial injustice long enough. Now it is time for us to move on that great and noble realm of justice and brotherhood. That is a great struggle taking place in our nation today. It isn't a struggle just based on a lot of noise. It is a struggle to save the soul of our nation. No nation can rise to its full moral maturity so long as it subjects a segment of its citizenry on the basis of race or color. Somehow we must come to see more than ever before that racial injustice is a cancer in the body politic which must be removed before our moral health can be realized. We cannot be satisfied as long as a Negro in Mississippi cannot vote, and a Negro in New York believes he has nothing for which to vote. (laughs) No No, we are not satisfied and we will not be satisfied until justice rolls down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. The Negroes in Albany, Georgia decided to straighten their backs up. And whenever men and women straighten their backs up, they are going somewhere because a man can't ride your back unless it is bent. If I had sneezed, if I had sneezed, I wouldn't have been here in 1963. The black people of Birmingham, Alabama aroused the conscience of this nation and brought into being the Civil Rights Bill. If I had sneezed. I wouldn't have had a chance later that year in August to try to tell America about a dream that I had had if I had sneezed. I wouldn't have been down in Selma, Alabama to see the great movement there if I had sneezed. We shall overcome. We shall overcome deep in my heart. I do believe we shall overcome. And I believe it because somehow the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. We shall overcome because Carlyle is right. No lie can live forever. We shall overcome because William Cullen Bryant is right. Truth crushed away will rise again. Nobody can be totally rich. We are all caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. What affects one directly it affects all indirectly. For some strange reason, I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be, and you can never be what you ought to be until I am what I ought to be. John Donne caught it years ago and placed it in graphic terms. No man is an island in tie of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. He goes on toward the end to say any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind. Therefore, never sin to know for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for thee. When we see this, we will move out of the mounting of indifference concerning poverty. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. So I'm happy tonight, I'm not worried about anything, I'm not fearing any man, mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. And you know if I were standing at the beginning of time with the possibility of taking a kind of general and panoramic view of the whole of human history up to now. And the Almighty said to me, Martin Luther King, which age would you like to live in? I would take my mental flight by Egypt, and I would watch God's children in their magnificent trek from the dark dungeons of Egypt through I rubbed across the Red Sea through the wilderness on toward the Promised Land. And in spite of its magnificence, I wouldn't stop there. I would move on by Greece and take my mind to Mount Olympus. And I would see Plato, Aristotle, Socrates, Euripides, and Aristophanes assemble around the Parthenon. (laughs) And I would watch them around the Parthenon as they discussed the great and eternal issues of reality, but I wouldn't stop there. I would go on even to the great heyday of the Roman Empire, and I would see developments around there through various emperors and leaders, but I wouldn't stop there. I would even come up to the day of the Renaissance and get a quick picture of all that the Renaissance did for the cultural and aesthetic life of man, but I wouldn't stop there. I would even go by the way that the man for whom I'm named had his habitat, and I would watch Martin Luther as he tacks his 95 theses on the door at the church of Wittenberg, but I wouldn't stop there. I would come on up even to 1863, and watch a vacillating President by the name of Abraham Lincoln finally come to the conclusion that he had to sign the Emancipation Proclamation, but I wouldn't stop there. (laughs) I would even come up to the early 30s and see a man grappling with the problems of the bankruptcy of his nation, and come with an eloquent cry that we have nothing to fear, but fear itself, but I wouldn't stop there. Strangely enough, I would turn to the Almighty and say, if you allow me to live just a few years in the second half of the 20th century, I will be happy. Yes. Now, that's a strange statement to make because the world is all messed up. The nation is sick. Trouble is in the land. confusion all around. That's a strange statement, but I know somehow that only when it is dark enough can you see the stars. And I see God working in this period of the 20th century in a way that men in some strange way are responding. Something is happening in our world. Some of us who have already begun to break the silence of the night have found that the calling to speak is often a vocation of agony, but we must speak. We must speak with all the humility that is appropriate to our limited vision, but we must speak. I sometimes marvel at those who ask me why I am speaking against the war. Could it be that they do not know that the good news was meant for all men, for communists and capitalists, for their children and ours, for black and for white, for revolutionary and conservative? Have they forgotten that my ministry is in obedience to the one? who loved his enemies so fully that he died for them. We must rapidly begin the shift from a thing-oriented society to a person-oriented society, when machines and computers, profit motives and property rights are considered more important than people, the giant triplets of racism Extreme materialism and militarism are incapable of being conquered. Religion is not a bargaining experience. It's not a commercial relationship. And you know, no great experience exist in the bargaining atmosphere think of friendship think of love and think of marriage these things are not based on if they are based on though these great experiences are not based on a bargaining relationship not an if faith, but a though faith. I know that the God that I worship is able to deliver me, but if not, I'm going on anyhow. I'm going to stand up for it anyway. What does this mean? It means in the final analysis, you do right not to avoid hell if you're doing right merely to keep from going to something that traditional theology has called hell then you are doing right Uh if you do right merely to go to a condition that theologians have called heaven you are doing right you are doing right to avoid Pain and to achieve happiness and pleasure, then you are doing right. Ultimately, you must do right because it's right to do right. You must love ultimately because it's lovely to love. You must be just because it's right to be just. You must Be honest because it's right to be honest. And finally, you must do it. Because it has gripped you so much that you are willing to die for it if necessary. And I say to you this morning that if you have never found something so dear and so precious to you that you will die for it then you aren't fit to leave that I share with all men the calling to be a son of the living God beyond the calling of race, a nation, a creed is this vocation of sonship and brotherhood because I believe that the father is deeply concerned especially for his suffering and helpless and outcast children. That the words of the late John F. Kennedy come back to haunt us five years ago he said Those who make peaceful revolution impossible will make violent revolution inevitable. There is a reward if you do right for righteousness sake. It says that somehow that burning fiery furnace transformed into an air-conditioned living room. Somebody looked in there and said, we put three in here, but now we see four. Don't ever think you're by yourself. Go on to jail if necessary, but you never go alone. Take a stand for that which is right. The world may misunderstand you, And criticize you but you never go alone for somewhere I read that one with God is a majority and God has a way of transforming a minority into a majority walk with him this morning and believe in him and do what is right and he'll be with you even I felt sin breakers dashing Trying to conquer my soul, but I heard the voice of Jesus saying, Still to fight on. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. No, never alone, no, never alone. Fall your love to be a street sweeper. Sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures. Sweep streets like Beethoven composed music. Sweep streets like Leontine Price sings before the Metropolitan Opera. Sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweep streets so well that all the host of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. If you can't be a pine on the top of the hill, be a scrub in the valley. But be the best little scrub on the side of the rill. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. For it isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. We built gigantic buildings to kiss the skies. Yes, we made our submarines to penetrate oceanic depths. We brought, brought into being many other things with our scientific and technological power. And it seems that I can hear the God of history saying, That was not enough. But I was hungry, and he fed me not. I was naked and ye clothed me not. I was devoid of a decent sanitary house to live in, and ye provided no shelter for me. And consequently you cannot enter the kingdom of greatness. If ye do it unto the least of these, my brethren, ye do it unto me. I can still sing, We Shall Overcome. We shall overcome because the arc of the moral universe is long but it bends toward justice. We shall overcome because Carlisle is right, no lie can live forever. We shall overcome because William Cullen Bryant is right, truth crushed earth will rise again. We shall overcome because James Russell Lowell is right, as we were singing earlier today, Truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne, yet that scaffold sways the future. And behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadow, keeping watch above his own. With this faith, we will be able to hew out of the mounting of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation. To a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. Thank God for John, who centuries ago out on a lonely obscure island called Patmos, caught vision of the new Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God, and who heard a voice saying, Behold, I make all things new. Farmer things are passed away. God grant that we will be participants in this newness this magnificent development, if we will but do it, we will bring about a new day of justice and brotherhood and peace. And that day the morning stars will sing together and the sons of God will shout for joy. God bless you.